Hi, I'm Manika Raman-Wilms, and you're listening to The Decibel from The Globe and Mail. After two years of mastering video calls, telling colleagues they're on mute, or should be on mute, white-collar workers are slowly leaving their dining room tables and going back to the office. The Globe created a survey to find out how people are feeling about this return, and more than 400 people answered. As you can hear in the background, our toddler means that we spend a lot of time, you know, in home life taking care of our little one and our home. So for us, working from home is the way to go. We run a small people. I live downtown Toronto. I do not have children, and I absolutely miss FaceTime with my coworkers. Um, I also really I don't want to return to the office at all. I went from wanting to go back to the office to wanting to work from home permanently. I miss my commute. I lived relatively close to work and used it as an opportunity to be outside and active. In the summer, I would bike. And I'm also looking forward to no more. Can you hear me? At the beginning of every meeting. Today on the show, we'll talk to The Globe's future of work reporter, Vanmala Subramaniam, about what that survey found. And we'll hear more from people who told us about how they're feeling when it comes to going back to the office. This is The Decibel. Vanmala, thank you so much for being here again. Thanks for having me again. So the last time we spoke was actually in January, and we were still kind of in the middle of this Omicron wave at that point. And this return to work was was still pretty theoretical, I think, for a lot of people. But now in the middle of spring, are people actually having to make these decisions at, at this point in time about how and when they're returning to work? Yes, very much so. So what we're seeing right now is an increasing number of employers kind of stating and writing to employees that they have to come back into the office Very few of them are saying come back into the office full time, but many of them are saying come back at least once a week. So, you know, a couple of examples, the OSC, the Ontario Securities Commission has said you should come back to the office 20 percent of the time starting, uh, which is one day a week starting in the spring. The Ontario provincial government has actually mandated workers to come back in three times a week, and that started in April 1st. So, you know, you are seeing these uh, directives from HR in writing in a way that you haven't uh, since the start of the pandemic, because a lot of the time, even when we went through phases where things were opening up and, you know, there were fewer cases, um, it was always on a voluntary basis. But right now you're seeing it, you know, starting to be mandated. And so this survey that the Globe did, 400 people answered this survey. Can you tell us, like, what surprised you most, I guess, about, about their answers? So just one quick thing about um, the survey that we did. Because we reached out to readers uh, and we kind of just solicited responses, it's what you call a non-scientific survey in that respondents are self-selecting. So, you know, you could get people who are more likely to have a strong answer on something want to participate in the survey. So that's just a caveat to put out there. However, the responses were very interesting. Um, and, you know, out of, say, 400 plus people, we got many people and it was about 56 percent 
saying that they were either anxious or angry about the prospect of returning to the office even, you know, once or twice a week, so not even full time. And you also had what I found very interesting about 60% of respondents saying that they would look for a new job or consider changing jobs if they were mandated into the office full time. So I thought those two data points kind of stood out for me. So from the beginning of the pandemic to now, have people's feelings changed about working from home? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's quite interesting that about 46% of people have changed their minds about working from home in the start of the pandemic, meaning that 46% of people, you know, basically either went from wanting to work from home all the time to really wanting to go back into the office or vice versa. So that that was quite telling that the pandemic has really changed our approach and relationship to the office. Yeah, no, that those are actually those are really interesting data points for sure. Do you remember like any, I guess, one specific answer that really stood out to you? Uh, one specific answer came from someone uh, who has been working in the government, uh, in, in the legal system in the government, the public prosecutor's office. I'm not going to name what province it is. Uh, and this person said that they would just go into early retirement because um, they've been asked to come back into the office three times a week. It's absolutely pointless, this person says, because they have been very effectively doing their jobs at home. Uh, productivity is the same, uh, but yet this is being mandated. So we said 400 people responded to this. We're actually uh, going to play a clip of someone because we have some voice notes that people gave us about what they what they thought on this subject. So here, let's listen. Let's listen to this one. Has anyone asked the working moms whether they're ready to return to work in Ontario? Because I'm not. My kids that are school age have been home every single week since masks came off in classrooms with some illness or another, none of which have so far been COVID. On top of that, the families all have mental health issues now that we didn't have before. The kids have anxiety. Kids have stomach issues that come out from the anxiety. The kids have gastro doctor appointments. The kids have psychologist appointments. And the parents have psychologist appointments because none of us have healed from the collective trauma that this pandemic has wrought on the working parents of Ontario. So there's a lot of emotions about the return to office. Uh, Vamela, of the, of the people that responded here, how many said that they were angry? More than 56% of respondents kind of describe themselves as feeling angry or anxious about returning to the office. But when you break it down by just the number of people who are angry, I thought this was quite a significant number. 19% of respondents said that they were angry and 38% said that they were anxious. So you can see that there's a quite a bit of negative emotion attached to this idea of having to, you know, start commuting and resume working in the office. And when you think about the time it takes to commute to an office on average in big cities in Canada, where most people are employed, it adds about two hours to your day, at least, um, or, you know, one and a half hours to two hours. And that is when you talk about work-life balance, that eats into work-life balance. So, you know, you're spending two more hours commuting. I had one uh, employee who responded to the survey, uh, he works at a, at a big bank. He's in wealth management. He moved further away from the city, um, Toronto based. And he said that there is no way 
that he's going to pay $18 a day to commute to work uh, at, or incur the cost of parking and the two hours of time spent on the, you know, go train in this case, um, when he could really just use that hour after work to fit in an exercise routine before tending to his kids. And, but yeah, I think the commute was top of mind for people in terms of what would dissuade them from coming back to, into the office. The other issue that hit home for people was the fact that their childcare routines would be completely disrupted. And we found this particularly amongst female respondents, uh, quite unsurprising there, that some of them had put their kids into daycare, say, once or twice a week in an attempt to reduce cost for them. And now they might have to kind of just revamp those schedules completely and incur more costs. You also mentioned anxiety was was a big thing that people responded with as well, Van Mula. Let's play another clip here. And I feel that we've kind of built our lives around this type of flexibility and to now to be forced to go back into a traditional five days a week is very problematic. I've found that employers have not articulated clearly enough what the advantages are or why this is being forced on staff. And the idea of one day receiving, you know, an email from work saying, this is the day we're now going to change things. It's going to become mandated. That is obviously anxiety inducing because you are used to leading your life with a certain degree of flexibility. So the idea of now being mandated to come back into the office is is creating some kind of discomfort. Would you say this is a common sentiment that, that you've heard from people? For the most part, both employers and employees are recognizing that the role of the office is changing. It is not how it used to be, and it needs to play a very specific role to warrant a commute. So I recently went on a tour of uh, HSBC's new offices in Toronto. HSBC employs about 5,300 people, mostly in Toronto and Vancouver. And they, I mean, they're a global bank. So they are very used to kind of having a hybrid work setup because they have to communicate with people in London and, you know, in Hong Kong, Singapore. Um, but what HSBC did is they permanently revamped, um, their office layout. So they moved into a new building and the way they built it was they will never be able to accommodate a hundred percent of employees. So they, mm. they have their HR policy. So if someone gets a job offer, their policy is a permanent hybrid policy, which I found very interesting because there have been very few employers that have been willing to kind of permanently make changes. And so, you know, HSBC does this contingency planning. So if in the event that you have hundred percent of workers in the future who really want their own desks and want to come back into the office, they have rented uh, rework spaces in the city so huh. they can have a spillover of employees going in there. But I think they're quite clear that they aren't going to move back into the traditional cubicle office, you know, layout. So we've mostly up to this point been talking about kind of the negative reactions yeah. here, but some people are actually excited about this return to the office. Let's hear from someone who's who's actually looking forward to it. 
I'm a big fan of The Office, can't lie. Unpopular opinion, I'm definitely not a huge fan of work from home. Working from home in a small apartment during the pandemic was uh, pretty mind numbing. Uh, and I felt really claustrophobic by the end of it. I was pretty eager to get back into an office setting. I definitely think that my team works way better in person. Um, it's easier to collaborate, it's easier to communicate. Nothing really gets lost in translation or in a sea of Slack messages. In general here, Manmala, what is making people excited about going back to the office? First of all, the people who are most angry about returning to the office were people in the intermediate level. And so those are people, you know, working maybe more than six, seven years in their jobs. They were angriest. Uh, those who were least angry were actually people in the senior and executive levels. And, you know, you can see that that makes quite a bit of sense in that um, people in senior roles, executives, they tend to have more control over decisions made in their jobs. And it's interesting. I spoke to, you know, a couple of people who were very excited about going back into the office. There were about 22% of people who were excited about going back into the office. And when we broke that down, they tended to skew towards entry-level workers um, or new, you know, new hires. Um, and I think the reason for that is that there's a lot of excitement around going back into the office when you're younger, when it comes to the social aspect of the job and meeting new people and just being able to learn from observing colleagues who are more senior than you or foster relationships with mentors, like all those things that these new graduates had hoped for, had had learned about in school and were kind of looking forward to, that's been taken away from them in the pandemic. So, you know, quite a few of them are 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 really excited about this. That makes sense. And I think it's important that we do remember, yeah, people who have graduated during the pandemic, those opportunities to network and meet people and, and just kind of that FaceTime that's so important has, has just not really been an option for them. Uh, absolutely. You know, I was talking to this professor of organizational behavior at York University, Luke Su. Uh, he does some really interesting work. And what he was telling me was, because a lot of companies are embracing hybrid work, it's important to now think about what is going to happen to the employees who don't go back into the office. Like what could be the consequences of that, as you mentioned, in terms of FaceTime with your bosses and mentoring opportunities, you know, just picking up on cues of what the culture of the workplace is like and what conversations are taking place amongst colleagues. Like you're missing out on all those other kind of non-tangible aspects of, you know, working. And it would be interesting to see how this plays out and how it affects advancement in an organization when, you know, people, some people work from home versus some are in the office. I'm concerned about my health and safety and the health and safety of students and colleagues, there are still high levels of COVID-19 in the GTA. So, so far, we've been mostly talking about work-life balance here. But of course, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. So, you know, worries about getting sick, catching COVID. How does this factor into people not wanting to be in an office environment all day? You know, in the last one month or so, um, there hasn't been an overwhelming concern about pandemic health and safety. 
Um, there is some concern about it. And I think employers are reacting very, very well to those concerns. So, you know, in the case of an outbreak, uh, the protocol for most big white collar employers is we shut down that area, that department. Uh, you know, we kind of make sure that people who are sick are tested when they come in. A lot of workplaces still have their vaccine mandate, so they don't allow unvaccinated people into the office. So there are all these safety measures that are taken and that workplaces are now so accustomed to do it, doing that it's almost routine. But I think compared to where we were, say one year ago, last summer, when this return to the office conversation really started, people are less concerned about the health and safety aspect of the pandemic. I really want to make sh- watch my words here because there, there is still a, a safety concern around this. The pandemic is not over, mm-hmm. but I think relatively speaking, you know, we're in a better state now than we were a year ago. Super rambly, but um, yay for the office and yay for getting all dressed up and getting cute every day. So this is, of course, a a Globe voluntary survey, uh, but I'm wondering about how businesses and corporations are responding to these issues. How are they addressing the fact that, you know, a lot of people don't want to go back to the office? Businesses are acknowledging that hybrid work is probably where everyone's going to end up. And this is a long-term thing. However, having said that, there's a bit of a tension still between employees and employers. So, you know, one example is that uh, I was speaking to recruiters the other day, and some of them told me that employers are still unwilling to actually put in offer letters the fact that you can work flexibly or have a hybrid work set up forever. They're still reluctant to really set that in stone. Um, although they acknowledge that they have, you know, hybrid work policies. And the other thing to remember here is that our labor market is very tight right now. Mm -hmm. And the impact of that is that employers have to be more accommodating in terms of allowing employees to work in the way they want because the consequences of that is that they might lose talent that will then be quite hard to find in this tight labor market. After, you know, going through all of these responses, I'm just wondering, have your personal feelings changed at all about going back to the office? (laughs) Um, Good question. So I, my feelings have really changed. Yes. Mm. Um, And so I think I started out the pandemic with really, really missing the office a lot. But over time, I have really gotten used to my routine and my setup. And I find that I'm prioritizing, you know, things like my own health and wellness a little bit more. And it's easier to do that when I don't have a commute. Yeah, it's like we've all kind of gotten used to this idea of working at home now. Absolutely. Two years is a long time. Yeah. Pamela, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks so much for having me, Manika. That's it for today. I'm Manika Raman-Wilms. Our intern is Emily McPhail. Michal Stein helped edit this episode. Our producers are Madeline White and Cheryl Sutherland. David Crosby edits the show. Kasia Mihailovich is our senior producer, and Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>